0: my biggest complaint overall about this, and this happens every single time Simu makes the news. It's that he picks like the worst hills to die on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shang-Chi and the 10 hills to die on. (laughs) Welcome to the Politically Asian Podcast, where two Asian American comedians talk about politics and the Asian American community in hopes of getting more Asians to talk about politics. We are coming at you live from Brooklyn and Boston. My name is Jerry Lim. My pronouns are they, them. And you can find me across the internet at Geriaki. That's G-E-R-R-I-E-Y-A-K-I. And my co-host. Hey,
0: my name is Aaron Yin. My pronouns are he/him, and you can find me on social media at Aaron Flarin. That's A-A-R-O-N F-L-A-R-I-N. And before we start this week's episode, we're gonna start off with our fortune cookie segment. So this is where we thank anyone who donates to the pod. You can donate at BuyMeACoffee.com/slash/politicalasian. What we'll do is we'll say thank you. We'll generate a fortune from you from a fortune cookie generator. And then interpret it for you in a uh, politically Asian uh, style. Give it a little bit of twist, you know? So, this week, we'd like to say thank you to Vivian. Yay! Thank Thank you, you, Vivian. Vivian. All right, Vivian. So, we got the generator up, and your fortune for today is spread kindness like wildfire, perform random acts of kindness, and brighten someone's day jerry how are you reading this what are you feeling
1: um let's specify that we are talking about a california wildfire <laughs> um we want you to be really nice vivian and yeah i mean be so nice that you're covered on the nightly news or sorry uh be so kind because there's a difference between kindness and niceness
0: oh okay yeah, nice. yeah, yeah interesting yeah. we'll, we'll talk about this and we'll come back to that one
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think
0: yeah i mean this um this kind of has like an instagram captiony vibe to it but i feel like overall what it's trying to say is you know maybe i don't know donate to some mutual aid you got some leftover food maybe food maybe see if there's a community fridge somewhere um you know, do something that can help someone else go big if you can. Um, I always like these fortunes that are a little bit like a, a nudge in like a direction that you haven't been before. If if so,
1: yeah, that's fair. Get yeah, uh, it's not it's not enough to just you know kind of have the luck come to you in, at like typical fortunes. Yeah, we gotta we gotta give you homework. <laughs> yeah,
0: I kind of feel like yeah, I'd say the one thing I don't like actually is is the randomness. You know. I feel like random. It's like today I'll do this, tomorrow I'll do this, and you know, whatever.
1: Uh, uh, you need to have some, what's that, uh, thinking behind your praxis or whatever?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, some more well, like some intention behind it, but ideally yeah. also just something consistent over time, mm. you know. Otherwise, it just feels like whatever, right? I'm just, you might as well just throw a dollar outside your window every day, then, you know, and, and someone, <laughs> <laughs> like someone can get it. No, that's true randomness right there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so not, l- Random little fires everywhere, but yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. one giant fire over time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you ever watch that movie or the uh, the read the book? I
1: think it's a show, isn't it? Little fires yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Start it. Start as a book, though. Uh
1: no, because I oh. don't read. Did you?
0: Know? <laughs> I read the book. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. Um, it has like what's, what's like, that about? Asian families. Um, the twist is like there's some stuff involving adoption. Two families of different income classes. Uh, oh, was that Celeste thing? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad, but yeah, <laughs> B- big fire, not not little random fires. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. got it, <laughs> cool. got it.
0: Anyways, um, thank you, Vivian, so much for the donation. Uh, we really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you. All right, next we're gonna go into our practice what you preach segment. So if this is your first time listening to the pod, um, you know, we talk a lot about politics, but it's also important to do things. So each week we share one thing we did related to politics and or organizing. This week, I will go first. And uh, this week, I went to a WGA strike. Fun fact, just anyone can go. You don't even have to be in the Writers Guild. Um, It's funny, though, because like, if you're not in the Writers Guild, you're just automatically pre-Writers Guild. And, uh, yeah, I was only there for an hour. It was definitely one of the smaller ones because um, it was one of the uh, ones for the rapid response team, which um, answers uh, picket calls very last minute. Um, so for this mm. one, we were picketing a production set um, for Ghost. I have never seen this show. Um, I think it's on HBO or, or my bad, just Max just just max now um and uh part of picketing it just meant like stop we we were like blocking a road and we were supposed to stop anyone uh that was coming in because there is a good chance they were related to the production and at least just like talk to them about like hey we're picketing this blah 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 um but what i found was that they don't give you a primer on, like, the talking points or anything. You're just,
0: (laughs) I feel like you're just kind of expected to know what's
1: going on. Um, And, uh, yeah, so, like, people would come by, and they would ask, like, these really specific questions, and I'd be like, I just know that they don't, they just want some protections against AI. I do not know how to answer your question. And I, I had to do a lot of, like, redirecting to, like, the one person who is, like, actually on the wga with us Mm. yeah did that
0: person actually introduce themselves to you like did you make friends
1: i personally did not make friends um i actually and maybe i can't tell if this was like a me thing or like uh, everyone was just tired but um i feel like people would ask like hey like What are you, you know, um, what do you do? It was very, if it reminded me of like LA almost where people Mm. would ask me what I did if like Mm. if I was in the guild, whatever. And I'd be like, no, like, um, I'm just here to support because like, I don't even want to say like, Oh, I'm a comedian. I'm pre WGA, you know, like that. Um, and like they would stop, they would stop talking to me. They would, I had people who wouldn't even introduce themselves after that. Like uh, they would be like, Oh, cool. And then just like
0: kind of drift away. I was like, all right, but that's kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah, that actually really seems really annoying. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna chalk it up to the end of the day, small picket, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, when you,
0: when you say small, um, you mean like five,
1: three, yeah, like at least like the area where we were, there were probably like five to maybe seven of us. Okay, um, and then like they had to picket the other end of the street because it was a two way oh, street. Oh, yeah. So there had to be three people over there. And then several blocks over was another picket because, um, like, one of the studio's offices were over there. And that's like, that was like the planned picket for that day. Oh, um, I so see. So that one had the most people because they were, they were like chanting and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that's a better place to start with, right?
1: Yeah. Probably.
0: Yeah. That's okay, though. I mean, I wish the people who were you know doing the rapid response would at least give you talking points and then certainly not treat you like nobody after they found out you weren't in the wga that seems like like at the mocha picket line whenever new people come we always try to make an effort to really just have one-on-one combos with them the entire time while at the line because because it really it really helps out with retention Mm -hmm. otherwise people feel turned off and isolated and they just leave after one time damn yeah, that that's tough though, because there are so many shows shooting in different locations, right? So it's not like everyone can stay planted everywhere always.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I actually don't know how they figured that out because um, there there was like a secondary uh picket in New Jersey, and <clears throat> yeah. I was like, I bet, oh. I, f- I feel like nobody must have shown up to that.
0: Yeah, exactly. NJ yeah. Transit. That's still mm-hmm. cool that you went though. Yeah, I mean, uh, if there's one on the weekends i'd be down to try uh check one out actually
1: yeah that's what i was thinking that was my thinking too but i feel like they only pick it during the work days because like Uh... i was like oh i'll go. I'll go on the weekends. And I was like looking at their schedule. Cause you can see their schedule online. They have like a spreadsheet. Oh, for okay. It. Okay. That's the, cool. Uh, name, like the location. Um, Cause there are like several main locations that they always pick it at.
0: Mm, okay. um,
1: and then it'll tell you the times they plan to be there for how long, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and it was, it's literally always like 10 to five 30, uh, 10 to <laughs> five 30 for Thursday, <laughs> uh, 10 to five thirty Monday through Friday. Um, because mm. I mean, they're they're writers that are out yeah. of work, so yeah. it's gonna be during their working hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you?
0: Yeah, this week. Uh, so I'm I'm still in Boston if for context, just helping out with a lot of grandparents stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I did hop on a call with other members of Youth Against Displacement. So we were invited to do this talk at the People's Forum on May 25th. Okay. Um, with these other artist groups, as uh, this is in this magazine called La Pham's Quarterly. Maybe it's La, F- La Foms. It's L A P H A M's Quarterly. Okay. And they're a magazine and they're just trying to talk about, um, you know, the artist, uh, I guess, Collective Godzilla, um, talk about the past and present of AAPI artists and activists, that type of thing. So we were kind of just prepping for how to. You know, like what we wanted to say, like, I'm not going to this one. But it's, it's two people mm-hmm. instead who are now going. Originally, I thought I was going to go until this happened. Um, but we were just kind of preparing because I feel like for these types of panels, they're they're very academic. Oh. And, and sometimes the questions that, that might be asked kind of reflect that. Like, even mm-hmm. in the description, they were like, well, well, how can Asians organize collectively without being seen as a monolith? And on the surface, what that, does that question mean? Yeah, that's what I'm like on the surface, that question sounds very smart. But then when you think about it, it's like, what does it mean? and and you know, and so it's like I think we're anticipating that kind of question mm. and the art world, you know, I think that that's why we're kind of really trying to prepare for this and keep the answers short, simple, and you know, focus on you know direct action, picketing over time, organizing with a broader strategy against displacement not just focusing on art. Um, but, yeah, that's why it requires preparation. It's like it's, it's just like a different field.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. That question sounds like it was generated by an AI.
0: <laughs> yeah, chat GPT. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the my issue, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be asked, but it was just in the description. But the issue is that it's it's a non-issue, right? Like, if you actually organize in real life, no one's like – hey, that Asian organizer looks like this Asian organizer. I can't tell them apart. They're all the same. No one has that reaction, right? So that's why the the worry about being seen as monolithic and organizing is, is not an issue. In fact, it's even the goal, right? Like we need to be united for a common demand against someone in power and have very concrete you know, things that we're asking for as concessions. <laughs> so it's, it's the goal for that to happen. No one's like, oh, I can't t- tell Asians apart. It doesn't apply to organizing like that so that's why i feel like the question feels a little bit out of touch from organizing based on the initial glance and that's why we need prep because it's like i don't i don't know what's happening It's been very academic and out of touch a little yeah
1: bit. no 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 i would say that's full bit out of touch like <laughs> yeah. that's not i feel like that completely misses a point about like you know the roots of a- the asian american label i know now i'm sounding super academic myself <laughs> but like yeah. I mean, like, when, you know, when you look back at the history, like, wasn't it, like, the Chinese, Japanese, and Filipino Indians, like, on the West Coast who were like, we need to figure out a a label to, like, you know, that would bring us all together. I know, Asian-American, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. I think
1: it would be really empowering to see, like, you know, people who are very visibly, quote, not East Asian, you know, at the, like, say, mocha picket line. Like, I think that'd be great.
0: Um, Which we do have. Yeah, (laughs) we got a lot of. White people, some black people, and uh, I think that's... Yeah, it's mainly Asian white. But yeah, but we're just kind of prepping for that because it is a unique thing, but that's that's all I did this past week.
1: Okay, I mean, that's still... so, But you guys are still going to go through. With, yeah, like, we're still actually... going to
0: go. I think it's... Okay. I, I kind of push for this because I think it's actually really important to go and kind of bring a different perspective to you know this, this group. You know, I, I think it's yeah, actually really yeah, yeah. important. So, uh, you know, to challenge them but not be like mean or antagonistic about it, but yeah. just to kind of encourage them, like, you know, <laughs> this is this is not where the thinking should end. In fact, this is how we think about it and, mm. and so forth. Like we're not trying to create, you know, beef where there is none.
1: Yeah. I would argue that's like the probably the most uh the thing that actually takes the most emotional energy is like not even like a step above just being antagonistic and fighting is like being uh, empathetic and yeah.
0: like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, we'll, uh, keep you updated again. It's May 25th, 7 PM at the people's forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone can go. Yeah. Anyone can go. Sorry. It's actually seven 30. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just, just go people's forum, seven 30 May 25th. It's in the, uh, the 37th street location, like the midtown ish area.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Anyways. All right. Uh, this week in Asian-American politics, we are first talking about King Charles. So uh, the article title is South Asians grapple with generational impacts of colonialism as King Charles ascends the throne. I feel like the title is pretty good. Just asking South Asian people how they feel about old guy becoming king at the coronation. <laughs> Jerry, what's one thought you had about this article?
1: Well, I don't see the hype about royalty (laughs) um i i said this before i pride myself on not knowing anything about them um i do think it might be worth i don't know i feel like royalty kind of symbolizes uh, a degree of nationalism for the british people true um i almost like to think of them as like a british version of the confederate flag like it's real diehards <laughs> that are for them you know and they're racist elitist and white as hell like that's there you go 100
0: 100 yep i the only thing i know about king charles is that this guy has sausage for fingers did you see <laughs> do you know what? that?
1: what <laughs> what are you this talking man about man
0: has the juiciest sausage fingers i've ever seen and it was actually a meme on twitter like king charles sausage fingers there might be Something wrong, but like, yeah, you can look it up. Like, th- there are videos of him them trying to put rings on his fingers. Dude, they're they're extremely huge fingers. I'm um, going to be
1: so mad if, like, porn comes up or something. Okay, <laughs> let me see these sausage fingers. They're...
0: Everyone... Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, they look like Vienna sausages. Yeah, you weren't kidding. They
0: are huge, right? I, I mean, I knew British people like sausage, but not this much, okay?
1: I mean, <laughs> like, like, the dude literally has... What if he has... Maybe he has a disease? Like...
0: Yes, that is true. That is very true.
1: Maybe, like, that's... Maybe he doesn't have, like, what's that? Like, um... Like, his lymph nodes or swell i don't know uh, it's they they look yeah, very it might be something no wrong
0: yes that is true yeah or I, it's like
1: all knuckle <laughs> yeah
0: i <laughs> so, i was like this this is like the uh, real life version of the hot dog hands you know from everything everywhere all at once oh yeah like he literally has this oh, i, I representation. pride myself yes <laughs> <laughs> that i i guess you know you pride yourself in knowing nothing i i sort of pride myself in knowing only the one fact about him that's that's only cuz it went viral on twitter Uh, yeah, I don't get the hype either. I mean, also every South Asian in the article was like, either this is traumatic because, you know, my grandparents lived through this or like I partially lived through this and I don't like it. And then younger people are like, I don't get the hype at all. (laughs) I didn't realize that Britain ruled India for two, about 200 years. Like I knew it was a really long time. I just didn't know how long it was. And it was 1757. So Almost around the time America, you know, had the you know War of Independence in like the yeah. 1770s, all the way until 1947. So it's not even you know before like Partition, right? So that's a hell of a long time, two hundred years.
1: Oh well, yeah, I mean like wasn't Partition caused by the like partially caused by like the British leaving India? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That article was wild to read <laughs> about. Like that, um, there was like that one interview with like uh, one of the journalists, I think, or someone like interviewed her grandfather. And he was talking about, like, yeah, at the time, like, Queen Elizabeth was coronated. Uh, We couldn't even afford a newspaper. Like, one person had to buy the (laughs) newspaper, and we all gathered around. I'm like, this is so fucking sad. Like, because, like, they they were, like, just the trauma from partition and, like, the the, uh, damage that, like, colonization did on the economy over there. Like, it's fucking sad. And, like, I don't know. Do you think we'll see the end of them? Like, do you think we'll see the end of that monarchy in our lifetime?
0: In our lifetime, hard to say. I'd say two lifetimes, definitely. Ooh, they're kind okay. of running out. I mean, what's his name, Harry? Harry? Dude, I don't know. Remember, oh. I told you I don't know <laughs> anything about them. Harry's the one married to Meghan Markle, and he's already given up his title. The other okay. one, Andrew, I think is like a pedophile or something. So, something really bad oh, with them, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. So, and I feel like it might just end there, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that poverty the the newspaper thing was like funny in a sad way, but it's like <laughs> the per- you <laughs> had a- <laughs> funny yeah
1: <laughs> sad
0: you had to give up your own money to read more about the person who was oppressing you that is oh yeah, you know sad, and yeah, the article also talks about people having very visceral memories of like massacres and like physical violence mm-hmm. and i I completely understand everyone not caring about this or wanting anymore and yeah, I, I do feel like it's on its dying legs and it will be very hype in about two lifetimes. There might be a new article South Asians rejoice in, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the end of the monarchy. The end of
0: the monarchy, for sure. That will be a hype day, 100%.
1: I mean, you know, part of me, like, you know, keep the monarchy uh, around just for like the day, those days on Twitter. You know, like, you remember on Twitter when Queen Elizabeth died?
0: Sort of. Do you? actually. Should... Yeah, dude. People oh. were
1: tweeting. Um, people were tweeting pictures of uh fish fish characters from SpongeBob that had fucked up teeth, and then like, <laughs> yeah. do you remember that? Like, they were like, they were writing the most broken British accent. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't even like.
0: Can we have some empathy? <laughs> yeah,
1: Wait, that's a just died. Good yeah. Can we have some
0: empathy here. <laughs> it's a bit inhumane, isn't it?
1: <laughs> that's, that's a really impressive accent. Yeah. Like, I'm a little suspicious, Aaron.
0: Yeah. Right uh, yeah, secretly British. That Okay, I remember now. That day was really funny. I always remember when I think monarchy, I always think about that dude, Prince Philip. Is that the one who always looks like he's half dead and they made so many memes about him? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks (laughs) like a corpse, like an animated corpse or something. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Guy who does not want to be here anymore. Yeah, that's what I remember. That's how I think about the monarchy too, right? He is the perfect metaphor for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm -mm. Yeah, that was like, I feel like that was like the last best day on Twitter before Elon took over. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. I think a cool thing about this article is how they went generational. They went they had Mm -hmm. like 88 years old. I think they had like someone in their 60s and 30s and then 20s. So truly you can see that general generational apathy across South Asians, but just also across British people in general, even white British people don't give a fuck anymore, which is the best sign that this thing is on its last legs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's impressive because like John Oliver did a great episode on the monarchy. I think pretty I think this past year or so. And um, they and it, they had like a bunch of clips from like just a range of people. And it was interesting to see like uh, people defending the monarchy, like the reasons why. Like they were like, oh, it's it's uh, symbolic of Britain. It's something we, only we have. Like blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. I'm like, that's not a good reason.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's not a good reason to keep yeah. something around sometimes. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: it's got to get rid of the monarchy. The bad food racism there's so much there's so much yeah
1: yeah what's what's this going around on TikTok where they where british people eat chinese food and say i want a chinese oh, like what's yeah, up with yeah. that,
0: <laughs> that was kind of funny.
1: that's that's part of the monarchy yeah, that's right there the market, yeah. that's their legacy <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. yeah all right well, moving on to our next article, we're covering this article titled "Largest Nationally Representative Survey from Pew Explores Asians' Views on Identity in the U.S." So basically, Pew Research did this huge study um, that surveyed Asian adults in the United States um, across ethnicities. They included Central Asians. Eh, sorry, they included Central Asians, which I think was an interesting and important. Um, Uh, move on their behalf. Uh, There's kind of a lot to talk about here. So that's the general summary. Um, Aaron, what are your thoughts on anything, all of it?
0: Yeah. um, I mean, I can also start big picture. I just thought big picture, this was good. Like this, they did a study from July 2022 all the way to, you know, almost February of 2023. Mm -hmm. And then they just released it now in like May. So it's like really, this is probably one of the freshest studies ever done on Asian people. And I thought it was actually like, Oh, I thought it was kind of cool. I like the, I, what I liked overall was that the questions they asked were nice. You know, it's like, um, one, one first one was like, do you identify using ethnicity such as Chinese or do you use American or do you just use Asian? Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so one finding was that most people just use ethnicity now, which is cool. They're very, um, you know, specific about things. Cause I think about those previous, you know, research articles we talked about, there was that one New York Times one, which, had profiles of like twelve different Asian oh, those Americans. 12 people? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever read." Because of the <laughs> questions, like the questions were so bad. It was like, "Describe affirmative action in one word," and of course, right. people are going to be like, "Good," affirmative action, good, bad, angry, sad. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's useless as a as a survey and question mm-hmm. for understanding mentality. But this, they went hard with the numbers, the surveys, the specificity. I was like, this. Pew Research is good sometimes. Like they're, they're. I think they're really good at what they do overall.
1: Well, yeah, I and mean, I think that makes sense because all they do is research and yeah. studies <laughs> like true. this. So I would, yeah. I would hope they, yeah. could, you know, do this. Yep. Um. Yeah, I thought the survey was pretty interesting too. I think surveys like this are great because, to me, I, I see these always as like a temperature check. Um. I feel like you know, between you and me, and like. The Asian folks that, like, I hang out with, talk to, whatever, it's pretty much an echo chamber sometimes, and uh, I like to see, you know, what everyone else is saying. Yeah. Um, And I thought one study, one part of the survey was, like, six in ten Asian adults said that their lives are affected by things that happen to other Asians in the country how is that not 100% mostly? Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. you know they can't tell us apart, right? I, yeah. I guess, like, that's... Maybe that's just, like, the East Asians and, yeah. you know, Southeast Asians. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, I think I that actually
0: know. is a, a good source of it, right? Because they did... Um, for that question, they pro- they did just group everyone together. So I, I can yeah. see maybe why it's not 100%. Yeah, but I, there were great que- big questions and small questions. Small stuff is, like, oh, yeah, most... Uh, I was like, oh, most Asian people have all or mostly Asian friends. Uh foreign born more than uh, U.S. born is more like forty percent. Foreign borns close to sixty percent. Small stuff like that. I, I think the use of you know ethnicity first is a is a huge step forward. You know, all those articles talking about Asians not being a monolith have you know finally paid off. <laughs>
1: Hey, if you're still listening to this podcast, please consider pausing and giving us a five-star review on whatever app you're listening on, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I don't think anyone else does it. Uh, if you really like the episode, consider donating to our Buy Me A Coffee. It's a one-time payment of an amount you choose and we will take literally anything. You can go to our website or head over to buymeacoffee.com slash asian. We're so broke, we couldn't even buy a longer URL with our proper name. Thanks, and now back to the episode. You know, we were talking about this earlier in regards to uh, Asian American, like, as a political label. Uh And so do you think, like, eventually, you know, um, Asian American will get, like, I almost said wiped out, and I was like, that sounds so bad out of context. Like, people will stop using Asian American
0: it's either that or it'll have a a comeback only as a political term.
1: Mm, okay, okay. You think it needs a remix? Yeah,
0: I think a remix, yeah. <laughs> a revamp, yeah. Cause yeah. it is cool that right now only 28% of Asian people describe themselves as Asian first. Like like they, you know, they'll say I'm Chinese or I'm Chinese American or I'm American and then right. lastly they'll say Asian. Or Asian American so mm. it's cool to see that it's the last term because now we have that specificity there's some you know there's so many of us we can finally be specific we can disaggregate which has been mm-hmm. needed for a long time before coming back together for something political or or the term just dies and you know we still see each other as Asian when we need to
1: I see mmm I would be very surprised if like the term dies. Like I think, I think if anything, Asian American as a political term will die.
0: Mm, um, yeah. like
1: you know, like final breath kind of like I feel like we're kind of in that now. Like
0: yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: Especially like with uh, they asked. I think there was like a question in here about oh here about one in five, roughly twenty, uh, roughly eighteen percent responded that Asian Americans share a common culture, and mm. it's it's kind of like that. I think. Um, yeah. instead of saying like Asian diaspora or like Asians who grew up in America, it's specifically Asian Americans, which I think is, you know, to get scientific and academic is a wrong use of that.
0: Label. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. As a cultural aspect for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think, I think these, these trends are all good. Like they're pointing towards something that like we've talked about before, you know, over time. And it, it's cool to see that it's happening. Like it's, yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, small stuff about you know even even the include you know talking about Central Asians and how other Asians feel about the term Central Asian I'm like oh this is like the newest I think discourse right yeah I, I would yeah. to me it's like I've never seen this question in a survey before until now
1: yeah I thought it was interesting uh there was like another point in here about said something like six and ten Asians feel connected to other Asians in the u.s that kind of made me laugh because it's just like Ah, the other four must not live in California or the New York City, New Jersey <laughs> <Yeah>. area, right? <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah. All right, well, let's move on to, I guess, another kind of interesting segment of the Asian population. So this is around Asian Christians, Asian American Christians. Uh, it seemed mainly focus on like Chinese American Christians, maybe Korean American Christians. The article is titled, Asian Americans are changing the face of evangelicalism. Basically, more East Asian people at least are becoming heads of churches and interfaith nonprofits and organizations, had a bunch of interviews with a bunch of different people. One of the big Asian Christians did also um, co-found, I guess, Stop uh, Asian Hate, uh, which was interesting jerry what's uh yeah you know filipino long history of christianity and catholicism thoughts on this whole thing
1: yeah so i thought you know when you put this article in the docket i was a little nervous at first um i was like ah this is gonna be another you know conservative especially because i associate evangelical with like negative connotations yeah um and we had just made the infographic about, you know, the worst Asian Trailblazers, whatever. And John Allen Chow was in there. Yep. Uh All Nations, which is like a Christian evangelical missionary organization. And that's headed by like an Asian couple. Um, so I was I was really truly ready for the worst <laughs> yeah. in reading this. But actually, like this article was like really cool. Like it low key like made me cry in the club because (laughs) oh wow okay yeah like i thought it was like you know i'm not i'm not i'm not a practicing catholic or anything but uh i have always thought that christianity was pretty in alignment with left-wing politics because uh i mean at its core besides the whole like you know son of god stuff um He was always saying things like, you know, it's about living in community, caring about other people, don't care about material wealth, like that kind of thing. And I feel like that's kind of what we talk about a lot on this pod. Um, So, yeah. uh, Plus, it was cool to see like Asian people that were in leadership positions in the church say things like, oh, yeah, like the church needs to, you know, address racial injustice. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. yeah, What did you think?
0: (laughs) Yeah. They were like, we need to address racial injustice. But. Abortion's still bad. <laughs> so they were like that. I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh,
1: I'm not saying it's perfect, yeah. okay?
0: <laughs> I love why it cracked me up when reading it. Yeah, I mean, it's it, they're, they're kind of trying to paint a, a more diverse picture of Christianity as not just the you know, ultra right wing MAGA, Donald Trump, white conservative person. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the co-founders of, uh, oh, it was was actually, sorry, stop AAPI hate. Um, (laughs) Russell Jung uh, is a co-founder. There is a separate one called stop Asian hate. So that's, Cool. Feel like they got some branding battle right there, but that's not our problem. I mean, overall it seems like Christianity is kind of kind of a pretty small group among young people. You know, the big sentence oh, yeah. is uh only three percent of eighteen to twenty nine year olds uh who are evangelical Protestants identify as Asian. Only three percent.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like ninety-five percent of my friends are Asian and out of all of them I can only think of one that goes to church regularly
0: yeah. as an adult. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I thought, I mean, I didn't know. I think maybe in my head I was expecting more like I don't know, like 10. Nah. Just because, I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, you know, beef has its controversies, but, you know, beef mm. also had that whole Korean church segment in it. And I have a lot of friends who are in Korean church. And I think Korean church in my head is bigger than it actually is in real life is what oh, I'm okay. realizing now. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought the abortion line was was really funny. (laughs) They'll
1: get there. Just you, just they just gotta you know do a little bit more Bible study and really think about it, and they'll realize that abortion is part of racial justice. Yeah, hopefully
0: they did have. um, I guess there's some kind of inter-college faith organization called InterVarsity. They interviewed this sophomore at Cornell who, uh, you know, talked about race, queerness, and doubt. Uh, I'm not sure what doubt means in this context, but I was oh, like, Oh, just okay. like the,
1: I, I imagine it means in the existence of a God or Jesus, oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like that kind of doubt.
0: <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> just a but...
1: general concept of doubt, Aaron. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Come on. <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> I don't know I guess, yeah. I mean, uh,
1: you're sinning I, right don't... now. You're actually sinning right <laughs> now because you don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it seems like they're kind of bringing, you know, more issues on the table, uh, uh, except for abortion. <laughs> just really, really me up.
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel like at this point, like, they kind of have to, right? Like, there's yeah. this, a point in this article that was like, oh, I," uh, it was like the professor, I think, at Emory, or maybe a student, uh, Helen yeah. Jin Kim, uh-huh. um, had this quote, or just this belief that uh, more progressive members leaving the community and forming their own Christian movements. Mm. And I just feel like it it just kind of calls for that. Um, I'm sure, you know, give it 20 years, you're going to see like leftist Christian Asians, like leave their own, you know, form their own thing. And like, yeah, that, yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, and we might also have uh, Asian Joel Olstein. Oh God, Korean Joel Olstein or Chinese Joel Olstein.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, in, do you ever watch a movie Twenty One Jump Street? Yeah, yeah, that scene with Korean Jesus, something oh, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. Real Korean Jesus. Yeah, I wrote this note about breaking the bamboo ceiling, but uh, not being sure whether it was a good thing or a bad thing in this regard. <laughs>
1: Oh okay, I thought you were gonna go with like a bamboo cross. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, that kind of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it
0: always grows back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to our next article, we are talking about talk therapy. It's this article titled "Talk Therapy Falls Short for Many Asian Americans; They've Turned to Centuries-Old Alternatives." Um, basically, this article talks about how traditional talk therapy often Uh, fall short for many Asian Americans due to its Western framework, failing to address cultural values, family dynamics, blah, 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 blah. So a lot of Asian Americans have been turning to uh, other alternative methods that were like rooted in their heritage, like Tai Chi or yoga, things like that. Aaron, what did you think of this overall article? I mean...
0: (laughs) I just mentioned beef but you know there's that there's that quote you know western therapy doesn't work on eastern minds yeah (laughs) that was really funny but i feel like that's what this article is trying to talk about right now yeah i mean i i can see that especially for older people because this article talks about older people doing tai chi and Mm -hmm. you know behind all the movements and the music it's just a way to relieve stress relieve anxiety which is also what you know Therapy aims to do right, um, but Tai Chi through a physical means rather than a verbal and intellectual means. Mm. Uh, I can see that they mainly just talked about how it, it doesn't work a lot because of uh, you know, like older generations may not be used to doing that, but it still is necessary sometimes, you know, because there have been a lot of older Asian people who have gone through a lot of you know, trauma. Through, like immigration and war, and you need therapists who are very skilled in talking very slowly about that. Ideally, also in their language.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know like how a therapist would begin to
0: talk about war. My partner's dad has a therapist who is like Asian, and they talk in, I guess you know, Mandarin. I think okay. it's rare, but can happen.
1: I mean, like the the multilingual thing, but like I, I just don't. I'm thinking about like how I, me and my therapist are, and then, like, just, like, yeah, let's... So today we're going to talk about, you know, I'd like to talk about war, the trauma I experienced. Like, how would...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I how imagined, would
1: Richard even begin to, you know, approach that?
0: I think it would It would start, if I had to write, like, a script about how this would go. Uh, it, you know, I feel like most war talks always go, like, you know, so where were fade you, in. staying? Well, yeah, didn't like so so where were you stationed at oh you did this well i did this oh how many years what thing and that's what eases it into an actual talk about experience (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's realistically how i would imagine it would happen instead of like the very upfront like well tell me how are you traumatized you know like (laughs) like that kind of thing just is is a turn off and i think is what this article is sort of hinting at
1: yeah Yeah, I mean, this article, you know, talks about just the general need for more Asian therapists. And um, I agree. Like, I think more Asians should become therapists because they make a lot of money. Like, I had a queer Asian therapist who didn't take insurance, and I only got to see him for, like, a couple sessions because of school. And after that, 45-minute sessions were $225 each. That is an incredible, like salary rate or like hourly wage
0: yeah that itself is trauma right there (laughs) yeah (laughs) how much
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean it's hard because like i know um some of these therapists also offer sliding scale to be more accessible but Mm. like half of me is like oh i want to make sure you know you get paid well but the other half is like boy you are expensive
0: (laughs) Uh, let's just slide to one (laughs) dollar yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but um, they also mention that because sometimes another obstacle is when therapists, I guess, non-Asian therapists don't really understand the, like, sort of deeper connection between child and parent. Like, there's that very common TikTok meme that's, like, white therapists telling their Asian patients to just, you know, cut off your family members, you know, just (laughs) don't talk to your mom and don't talk to your dad. And it's, like, it's not that you know it's not that easy right it's there's a lot of uh you know we're like closer than that and familial piety or whatever right it's just not as simple as you're kind of you're telling me joe you know
1: <laughs> have you have you ever had a white therapist
0: nope i only got one therapist uh he's a gay asian guy uh pretty cool uh, i've never i've never had non-asian therapist before
1: Okay, flex.
0: Um, (laughs) I've been doing for you.
1: Love that for you. Hate that for me. Um, (laughs) I I had a white therapist. Um, I had this lovely white therapist for like almost two two maybe three years I think, and um, I I had to break up with her because I was like going I was like getting into fights with my mom, and um, Uh. yeah, and she was like, well, why don't you just Talk to your mom. Uh, I see, <laughs> Why I don't see. you just tell her to stop? And yeah. I was like, we got to, <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth, is not working out. We got to, we got to find someone else. <laughs> yeah.
0: Why don't you just argue about Marcos, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, yeah. So now I have a therapist who is a Filipino American also queer and trans and just for kicks the same age as me (laughs) oh
0: wow okay
1: yeah i like to say it's the blind leading the blind (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) that's true wow 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 okay i didn't know you could become a i guess that makes sense i was about to say i didn't know you could become a therapist that young but essentially if you've gone to school for it and i'm sure you'd 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 be qualified by 24 maybe even like 25
1: uh yeah yeah i think so
0: yeah yeah that's cool my therapist mm-hmm. is uh 13 i think at least 13 or 14 years older than me so a little bit of explaining when it comes to social media love and that the <laughs> newest of news but other than that not too bad yeah
1: like an uncle like yeah. an uncle uh, yeah. a gunkle specifically yeah,
0: gunkle. <laughs> yeah, true, true yeah actually a gunkle <laughs> yeah. that's nice yeah there was another part of the article i liked was uh, you know talking about other services you know even besides yoga besides tai chi they also mentioned tea time and yeah, origami uh, origami folding, which I thought tea time is. That's just cathartic for anyone of any age, to be honest. That's fucking wholesome. Yeah, we should
1: have tea we time. Can that, get should tea time. Our, yeah. that should be our next thing. Fuck a picnic. Let's do yeah. tea time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like,
0: like group Asian therapy for young people. It's where you get you know tea and some kanji or something in the morning and just just talk as a group.
1: Yeah. But but I want it to be like not uh do you remember when fuck what was that clubhouse was a thing and it was like there oh, were, yeah. It was, yeah it was just like chat rooms where people were trauma dumping about like oh, oh stinky lunchbox oh, oh i had no you know. idea
0: but oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that's funny yeah. yeah yeah it was like <laughs> I, I, did not I, know. I,
1: I can't do that over kanji man that's yeah. that's i don't know about that
0: <laughs> yeah that's more like um you know fifth drink in at the karaoke <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but that's that's really cute like the idea of like getting together and like drinking kanji like yeah
0: that's, yeah that's wholesome
1: we should we should do that i can I can, make, I can make i can make lugaw, like that's yeah. that's essentially filipino <laughs> yeah. kanji like i can do that uh, okay. let's, yeah, yeah come over sometime let's do yeah. that <laughs> i didn't write
0: that in my notes it's like group asian people group asian therapy for young people it's not not a bad concept mm-hmm. yeah. yeah cool well this is a different form of uh group asian therapy for young people <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <A> weird, weird. <laughs> The angle that sounds like someone needs therapy yeah. but yeah oh, yes, yes. that
0: too uh we're talking about simu liu for some background so initially simu liu made headlines because he called out this article that uh it was talking about how there are other asian guys who could have been ken in the barbie movie that set him off he wrote some pretty long facebook posts and other things about it uh in response other people wrote about how simu has a very fragile ego and he also responded more to that. Uh, that's, I think, a short context for, uh, you know, what we can unpack over the next ten minutes or so. Jerry, what's what's one thought you want to add to what I said so far?
1: Okay. Well, first, some extra context. I feel like we gotta, you know, we gotta tell people that the second the second half, where, uh, you know, someone someone called him out for being a little you know fragile is ego fragile is cookie who was a guest on this podcast before so we definitely saw that tiktok make yeah shout (laughs) out to cookie yeah shout out cookie (laughs) um i think francesca ramsey's tweet like you know i'm just gonna read it i'm just gonna like read her tweet because i feel like that really sums up my feelings where she said you're making marvel money but still checking your mentions on instagram my guy get a social media manager and go lay out on a beach somewhere
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yep.
1: oh man um, yeah yeah
0: my biggest complaint overall about this and this happens every single time simu makes the news it's that he picks like the worst hills to die on <laughs> <laughs> like
1: Shang Chi and the Ten Hills to die on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like he's loudest about the things that don't matter that much, right? I'm like, you know, if if I had to respond to this in two words, it's always Mark Wahlberg. Okay, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he had. I think out of all the things that he complains about, I feel like you know he had such a, a bad stance on that. You know, being really you know like deleting every single tweet that called Mark Wahlberg out because he's working on a movie with him like even like the worst MR Asian guy all the way to the most leftist person ever anyone can agree that like overall what Simu did in that case was not respectable kind of like pandering so he's very silent about that but very very loud about someone saying oh hey these other guys could have also been Ken we don't have to go with Simu (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's such a weird, strange hill to die on. Um, and like even if you did like get upset about that, like why why I don't know, why air it out? Like, my do you have friends? Like, are you okay?
0: Yeah. You know, like when I think about Asian guy celebrities who are doing it right, I I'd probably say, you know, Henry Golding is kind of up there. The guy hey. minds his own business, but when he comes in and make a statement, It's fire, right? Like the only statement he made was against Andrew Yang when Andrew Yang had that worst take on Israel Palestine.
1: Oh (laughs) Oh, shit! Where'd it go? I have it. I have that tweet framed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And
0: and so, you want to read it?
1: Yeah. So for people, people who weren't there on the internet that day, um, I feel like this was a very uh, good equivalent. Yeah. Andrew Yang tweeted on May 10th, so a little bit over, um, you know. Three years ago now. I'm standing with the people of Israel who are coming under bombardment attacks and condemn the Hamas terrorists. The people of New York City will always stand with our brothers and sisters in Israel who face down terrorism and persevere. Henry Golding at 1141 a.m. May 11th, 2021. You are an actual twat. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, in the screenshot, this screenshot specifically, his profile picture is him promoting uh, Snake Eyes.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, that, that movie wasn't too bad, by the way,
1: yeah? Oh, okay, I'll put it on I'll my watch it. list. Yeah, it wasn't
0: too bad. But, yeah, I, you know, I feel like he... Because I feel like if you don't know anything about Israel-Palestine, you're like, yeah, yeah, Israel, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like... If, even if you read a little bit into it, it's like okay, like Henry got it right, man. <laughs> like, this this is the kind of guy who knows how to do celebrity right. Doesn't really care about anything else. Might say one sentence about a key political issue and have you know actually like a, a good opinion on it. Versus like whatever the hell Steve was doing, like dying on the wrong fucking hills. Yeah. It's that and then i think you know there's there's still the whole thing about the the reddit situation which he also just has been really shying away from right i feel like he's shying away from the stuff that really matters and amplifying the stuff that is like who cares right like the whole reddit he, thing with yeah the... for
1: for context for, uh for people who don't know like what's what's going on is like uh, in cookies tiktok she pointed out that like um i think said something that like he's homophobic and racist or an incel i think that's yeah yeah, homophobic and an incel and that's coming from um it's referring to a reddit thread or some reddit posts he made um pre-fame or maybe even when he was on kim's convenience where he basically compared gay people to pedophiles um and he's never i feel like he's never really gone never said anything in support of queer people
0: or anything you know
1: like he's never said he's never said anything that like obviously has shown growth all he said is people change that was a long time ago but like if people have changed couldn't you have like you know said something you don't even have to refer to it you could just be like gay people good
0: yeah you know (laughs) this is this is another two word situation right you either say i'm sorry or uh gay rights right (laughs) (laughs) You get either, it. Either one Ally. would fix Ally this Aaron. situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, it's not that hard. Like, like either way would have gotten him out of this a long time ago. But instead, it's just following him every single time because he doesn't have a good, I mean, honestly, he doesn't have a good social media manager.
1: I mean, I've, I've seen his, I think he has an assistant and she's on oh, TikTok. Yeah. So maybe just, I don't know, man. You get Marvel checks, pay for a PR agent, you know? Like, yeah. what's going on?
0: Yeah, man. I, <laughs>
1: My hot take, and, like, I don't know, maybe it's just because, like, we know Cookie, but, like, um, I thought it was, like, very, a lot that he reposted her, like, video without censoring her tag. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and re- yeah. responding to it. And, I mean, like, I feel like he he didn't care about doing that to her because he doesn't really care about Asian women. Maybe that's a hot mm, take. Yeah. Or, yeah, or no, just uh, that, like, yeah. she's, she's a woman. Yeah. Um, and... Or, you know, he has to admit that he lacks critical thinking skills. Like, you shared it to your 3 million followers. Yeah. Um, and you know you did something wrong because you deleted it later. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, like, I don't know.
0: I think, yeah. no, I, I agree with what you're saying. It, it's that, and then also I'd say maybe combined with the fact that he doesn't think he's different than a normal person. Like, like you know, he just, he just reposts other people thinking, like, it's not going to gain any traction or nothing's going to happen to them. When, mm-hmm. Like if you or I tag somebody, it's like, we're, you know, we're just like still small people overall, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think SEMA may not realize it's like, dude, when you have a larger platform, you should not be, you know, providing identifying info, uh, in any capacity, like just kind of reply to the statements, but tone it even more down with like tagging and whatever. I
1: think, yeah, I think you can't have it both ways. Like you can't be like, oh, you know, I should, you should be proud that I'm Ken. Like, why do you have to pit Asian, you know, and against, you know, I'm, you know, I'm this movie star whatever. And then at the same time also be like, oh, like I'm just a regular dude with, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, like you exactly. can't have it both ways. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta pick yeah. one. Like not only is it a weird, multiple weird hills to die on, you're on two hills at once.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like, you know, this is not going to be the last time we hear about Simu. I, well, I think a fun game that would, would be fun to play overall is what is the next kind of like boring topic that Simu is going to die defending, right? Ooh. <laughs> like, that's I think that's a fun drinking game right there. Or just like a fun gossipy game because in the past, it's been Marvel movies. Uh, Might have been something involving like a car brand like Ford or something. Like It's been all this what? like stupid stuff like. I forgot where I read that. It was something involving like car brands. Oh, okay. Uh, you know the Marvel movies not being taken seriously by Martin Scorsese. It's always like really dumb shit.
1: I see. I don't even. I feel like I would lose this game because I, I, I've never even heard of some of these things. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. even. I don't even know how to like. I don't have enough information to make like an educated stupid guess. You know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, guess yeah. about stupidity. Like I just. Yeah. Yeah. I. I i don't want to say i feel bad because i don't but um i, I am amazed because you know we put out that worst asian american trailblazer infographic uh the fir- the 2023 edition on tiktok and everyone in the comments that wasn't talking about nadia okamoto was talking about like why isn't simu in this and yeah we, you know some of the people we put in there was like tony fam director of ice yeah. former <laughs> refugee now I- and yeah. like are you kidding me <laughs> like simu yeah. but, like
0: i just yeah no the that- that-
1: He, he, he killed, like, he has no more, like, I mean, he just has some, but, like, he really, like, lost a lot of his fan base, I think.
0: Yeah. With stuff like this. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think it was just because of the recency, because we posted it soon after Simu made the news, but it's like, guys, there's no universe where Simu is worse than the, the Asian director of Ice, okay? (laughs) Like, like, you got, you, you are too online if you, if you believe this, okay? (laughs) That was really fun. (sighs)
1: Yeah, yeah yeah someone s- pew research do a poll about that yeah. <laughs> who should be on yeah. our next yeah. <laughs> infographic list
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right well i think that's a good place to end this episode if you guys enjoyed this episode give us a five-star review on spotify or apple podcasts it's free and takes literally a second uh, you could probably do it before I finish closing out this episode. Otherwise, we're on social media. Um, we're on Instagram at Politically Asian Podcast. Also, that's our TikTok handle. Um, if you're still on Twitter for some reason, we're at Politic Asian Pod. Um, if you want to go above and beyond, uh, you can support us financially on buymeacoffee.com slash asian, um, And uh, yeah, I think that's it. And until next time. Bye.